0: i yet another one that follows me wherever I go and surprises me. All this tooth is warm. This truth <laughs>
1: is <of> to <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Hello and welcome. I'm Jillian Raymond, the co-creator of Juicy Bits and a Coalition Snow ambassador. And I'm Jen Garecki,
1: your co-host and the CEO of Coalition Snow.
0: For those of you who are with us in Season 2, we are glad you're back. For those of you who are new, get ready to laugh, cry and maybe pee your pants a little.
1: Juicy Bits is about taking the conversations that we start on the chairlift and at the trailhead and bringing them to you to explore alternative narratives
0: that challenge the status quo about what it means to be a modern woman in the outdoors. Grab your helmet because sometimes it's a bumpy ride. FYI, friends, this podcast is for mature audiences, so you've been warned. Let's get to work and juice the patriarchy.
1: Hi everyone! Welcome to the latest episode of Juicy Bits. This is Jen Gorecki, and I'm super excited to be here with Jillian because we haven't recorded a podcast together in
0: a couple weeks. So, Jillian, I miss you. I miss you too. And I will say, we were lucky to actually get outside together in like the last couple weeks. So that's yes. kind of a bonus, and we've got a we got a date on the calendar coming up. But I think this is what happens when you're just busy, busy humans. So for this to bring us together, it always um, it makes my day. That's for sure.
1: No, it's it's really nice. And this the the day we spent together a few weeks ago, Jillian and I went skiing at Homewood Mountain Resort on the Woo-hoo. West Shore of Lake Tahoe, and we were on the chairlift talking about. Life, and we started talking about Jillian's transition into being a mom and how sometimes that really challenges her identity as a human being, as Jillian. And we thought that that would make a great um, topic for Juicy Bits. So today, that's what we're going to talk about losing your identity and finding it as a new mother.
0: Well, I love that because so much of our core of Juicy Bits is like taking those conversations we start and then bringing them here. And my hope would be that some of the stuff we talk about or even that I share today helps other people understand non-moms, moms, moms, dads, um, parents, humans, guardians, all of the above just in this delicate balance that you're constantly walking on a day-to-day basis when you've decided to become as Brendan and I call it you know we are guardians of Micah that's like our that's like our role right now it's our job and so a lot of times when there it feels like there isn't a balance you kind of come back to that core piece of like we thankfully had the choice when we decided to become parents we have a healthy, Like thriving almost two-year-old. And so sometimes that can kind of help ground your perspective, but that doesn't take away the times where you are missing a little bit of your old life. And that's the thing about being a mom. And I don't know if dads feel the same, but there's like a mom guilt that's very real. So even for me to just verbalize it that I miss parts of my old life, it makes you feel like a terrible person. And I know I'm not a terrible person, but it that initial feeling comes up. So I will. Admit, I've spent a lot more time on social media looking through, you know, how you can search on Instagram and then it'll kind of start to catalog things you may have looked at. Mm-hmm. So I have spent a lot of time, you know, looking at like toddler nutrition, right. And trying to get ideas. And I'm not like a Pinterest esque mama who's like making dinosaur shaped sandwiches. I'm just more like, can my kid eat this? Like how small do I have to make the carrots so she doesn't die? Um, but through that I found, um, it's very, yeah. I didn't know that they had to be that small. It's kind of (laughs) like, I had my moment of our waxing episode where I was like, I have a fucking doctorate. And I, and I didn't, I was like pouring candle wax down the sink. Like I gave my not even two-year-old, like a carrot big enough to like choke an elephant. And I was like, what's wrong with me? (laughs) And these are just things you're not thinking about. I'm like, oh, vegetables, like orange food helps you see in the dark. Like that's cool. So yeah. So the, so Instagram and some of the uh, platforms of community building online are, are really helpful when you have some friends in your life who are parents, some who aren't, and some whose kids are older. And then, uh, so I found myself looking at these different, um, these different moms and these different accounts where they share very similar sentiments of that identity balance of like losing a bit of yourself but finding this new self and then how you sort of, again it's it's a fine line. Like I don't have the answers, but I do I do have one piece that always sticks out to me. Uh, remember when we were at Lost Trail Lodge and we didn't have very good weather and we ended up making vision boards. And yeah. I um, I was pregnant at the time and in one of the articles, literally the article was kids will ruin your life. And as I'm like cutting out the magazine pieces, I'm kind of like, all right, this is like a real fear of mine. Like I'm six and a half months pregnant and I'm wondering like, is this going to ruin my life? And right, instead, I just want to <laughs> just
1: wanna jump in really quickly here. So for any of our listeners who are really concerned that they just heard about vision boards and are super surprised that you and I would participate in an activity. I just wanna set the record straight that I begrudgingly participated in a vision board and my vision board was how not to get pussy blisters because I was preparing to cycle across (laughs) Africa. So when we say vision board, that's what we're referring to, which might be a little (laughs) bit different than what you're thinking about with a vision board. Just needed to say that back to you, Jillian, go.
0: No, that was good. That's like a double bold asterisk, um, asterisk. So I remember cutting out the ruin and put in rekindle. And it's actually a piece that stayed kind of on the fridge. And it's this mama, you know, carrying her little one, like up in the mountains. And so I think for me with a bit of that identity, it's like as I've embraced, you know, being Micah's guardian and loving every minute of being mommy. Cause it's, it's kind of extraordinary. And I was completely not sympathetic to moms pre being a mom. I'd be like, that's your fault. That's your choice. How do you keep that kid quiet? Like get out of my way. Like I had no, I was very insensitive because I would be like, Hey, that's your choice. You kind of have to deal with that. You shouldn't impact other people. And so there's a whole other layer of like a new mom where I'm like, all right, be really respectful of people who've chosen not to have kids because they don't." your kid does not reign, like, supreme to other beings. And I think about us in uh, Christy Hill. Um, I don't know if I should name the restaurant that I've still chosen to ban for their lack of being fun. But that child in that restaurant that acted like a complete – it was probably more the parent's fault now I'm learning – but. Just this idea of managing and being with your kid and like being a parent, right? And what it means to be in a, like a nice high-end restaurant during a happy hour overlooking Lake Tahoe and your kid's having a meltdown. Like you exit the premises, like you leave, you do that. And you do that for other people. Yeah. Let's
1: talk about this identity piece. So you, you've you talked about like loose, feeling like you've lost your identity. Like what, what parts of you do you feel less connected to you since you've had Micah?
0: Wow. Okay. So i definitely feel less connected to my skier life, my yogi life. Um, I feel a little bit less connected to my social life. And then with those three big three pieces, with that being said, I think I also still ski more, practice more and see my friends more than like some humans do on this planet. So I do think there's like a level of like it being relative where I miss those pieces talking about kind of missing the old life of like waking up and it's like, oh, I'm going to be in the studio, then I'm going to be out in the mountain, I'm going to be out in the skin track. And there's literally no concept of like a time frame because we, my partner and I try to take care of each other in terms of getting out. And so, but there's be this, now there's like kind of this time piece of like, all right, well, do I need to get back by one? Should I get back by two? Even if I have all day Jen, there are times where I'm like, well, I should go home. And I don't know where that tug comes from or that voice comes from. It's part of it's missing being around her. Like there's such this joy in sharing time. Like we, you know, now when I'm up on the mountain, I'm at the magic carpet a lot. There's so much joy in that. And there's so much fun and it's just a different kind of work. So I think part of that identity is I like to do things really like committed to it, full on embrace it, be, have it kind of encompass who I am. And so, Fully embracing mom is actually kind of dangerous because you fully lose yourself. And I've, I've thought about this where I want to be able to be a good example for Micah of mommy's good at her job and mommy still gets after it and mommy like loves the things that she does. And so that's the line that's constantly the balance. It is sweet to watch, um, you know, I'll throw my, my ski boots over my shoulder and I'll be dressed and she'll look at me and she'll be like, Mommy's going skiing. And I'll be like, Yeah, babe, I'll see you in a little bit. And kind of like just working on that, that, that mommy does have something separate. And then there are also times where, you know, I leave her and she's completely screaming for me. And I know she's going to be fine, but that's an identity tug you would never have. I, I just didn't foresee that. I'd be like, oh, she'd be fine. I'll be back. But it's just this, you know, concept from a, from the lens of a little kid.
1: Yeah. Well, it's it's, I mean, one thing I just want to point out is like, Clearly, like, the struggles that you face in terms of, like, I don't get to ski or practice yoga or see my friends as much is, like, first world problem. Um, mm-hmm. And and we just want to acknowledge that there's a lot of other mothers out there who have, like, pretty significant um, challenges that they face. Mm-hmm. But regardless, like, as individuals, we all have this connection to... Who, how we see ourselves, and how we believe the world sees us, and so, I, you know, listening to you, you know, both that day that we went skiing, and and now, it, you know, as someone who is child free, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't have a disconnect with my, I, I identity. I don't have a disconnect with, um, you know, having multiple things tug at me and and um, I just can imagine that that would be really difficult in the sense that like you probably just feel like a piece of shit a lot <laughs> yeah I you would do. say right like you just feel Cut, yeah. you're like I'm a fucking asshole because I want to go hang out with my friends but then I want to I want to see my kid so like kind of no matter what you're doing you feel mm-hmm. a little bit like possibly you should, and I'm air quoting, should, you know, like should be doing something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I bet that would just feel bad.
0: Uh, yeah, you kind of nailed it. And I do appreciate you addressing the kind of the first world nature of like the identity pieces I'm touching on. Cause I will say, um, when I think about this often, like I have a stable job, I, I had really strong, um, at healthcare. I have really great child care, my maternity leave package. Like there were things about kind of my transition, like even going back to work when my daughter was 10 months old, she's on a daycare site. That's like a two minute walk from my classroom. So there are things around that that are like, Completely precious and completely like every every person deserves that. Every person deserves to have like smooth transitions back to work, protected employment, and then childcare they feel really safe about. Like when I drop Micah off, she's like, Mommy's going to work at the high school. Like she knows I work at the high school. She comes up to my classroom. She likes to sit in all the chairs and play with things. And, you know, there is that you said about kind of like feeling like shit is I'm like, all right, I drop off my kid to like serve other people's kids all day. And I see 110 of them. And I'm like, is the work that I'm doing here – more valuable than being with my daughter? And I'm like, it's it's I can't, it's an impossible question to answer because I'm like, I'm good at my job and I love my job and I believe in education as a vehicle for social justice. So the work I do here makes the world a better place ideally, right? And then that in turn benefits my daughter. Because at the times where I've just been home with her, you, you do fall into this bubble of your like playground, snack time, nap time, like mommy time, mommy, mommy. And you're like, holy shit. I need like a reality check to remind myself that there's a world outside just me and her or just being mommy. And this, I think of just our times too. Like it'd be a beautiful thing that there was still that, like it takes the village to raise a child. Like I would I love the idea that she's in daycare and, and trusts other adults and, and interacts and socializes. But I think so many um, mommies need that reminder. I read this break, great book. It's called Bringing Up Bebe. And it's the wisdom of French parenting. And they talk about the French um, childcare system and kind of like social structures around not stigmatizing families who use daycare and not stigmatizing really anything around parenting. Like I just stopped breastfeeding and Michael ob be two in a month. Like I literally stopped within like the last week. I actually still have milk. I'm like hiding it from her um, poisoning my body with booze and pumping like expressing milk in the shower. Another thing you never thought you'd be doing. You're like kind of hammered in the shower like milking yourself. So you're like I can't. <laughs> so that's a little visual there for all of our listeners. Um, and any mom out there who's weaned a toddler and knows what I'm talking about. And if you don't you're like I never want to be that person. But that's been me for the last like ten days.
1: That might be the quote of all time from Bootsy Bits. You're hammered in the shower, milking yourself. Is that what? Kind you're Kind of. Yeah.
0: yeah, you have to self-express okay. so you don't get yeah. engorged and right. end up with mastitis.
1: Right. No, this is this is all very serious. Uh, I'm just gonna. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, so, so besides, um, besides trying to figure out how to find those times where you just get to exist as yourself and not necessarily like as a mother, what other, what other techniques or what other things have you done to help sort of work through this anxiety of around your identity?
0: So I will say pregnancy and new motherhood have, has definitely taught me to accept help. Like when I'll have people offer to be with Micah or watch Micah, or, um, just kind of recognize like it, and even sometimes if I don't take them up on it, sometimes it's just a nice thing to hear. And I've kind of learned to do that for others in just a little, like, Hey, let's all get together. And we're at the playground. And then one of us dips off for like a coffee and like, you know, to like read. Newspaper, mm-hmm. or just something like so, almost cliche and kind of silly. Um, definitely leaned on some things I missed. So something I didn't touch on, Jen, that I know you'll really, you'll you you won't be surprised and you'll be glad I brought up is you know, I love to see mm-hmm. fish, and fish is not super mica friendly. Um, it's indoor, it's loud, it's smoky, it's nasty, it's red. It's not good for a baby. So we've embraced a lot of East Coast travel to see family where we drop Micah off, let them help us and like trust that she's going to be okay. And, you know, there's this great article where they show the parents like being like pulled away by this dark cloud and the family like embracing, you know, in this case, the the little kid because that's what they want, right? They want to help. You know, Micah thrives when she's with her cousins and doing this, but it was really hard for me to do that. Um, I got through it, you know, through a lot of like, whiskey and and uh and it was great and then i reminded myself like oh i am still a person like she will be fine i will be fine and then we can and it's, there's no lack in the connection like i feel really grateful that mike and i have this great bond there's there's a lot of strength there so it's not like our time apart isn't repairable or something and that's another thing you really struggle with at least i have as a mom is like the time away it feels you know, like, it's kind of like a ding at your motherhood and your parenting and you're not being a good parent, going back to you saying like, you probably feel like shit all the time where I'm like, all right, I'm going to say no to my friends. I'm going to say no to coalition or no to Tahoe Backcountry Women or no to somebody at school or no to Brennan or no. And then the thing I'm saying yes to, does that then all of a sudden get tainted because I'm like, is there enough to me for, for me to go around? And that's another piece of like being okay with saying no and having some boundaries and um, I mean, well, I think that's something that lots of
1: women face. Like, I don't think there is enough of us to go around the things that we're tasked to do daily and the the expectations in the home, mm-hmm. in the workplace, in, in society, there there is not enough of us to do all the things uh, that we're supposed to do.
0: But Absolutely something just not. like in some thoughts on, I, I was thinking about this before I knew we were going to, we were going to chat today and I was like, there's again, I don't have the answers for it. Right. But I think one of the big pieces is knowing that you're not alone because there are a lot of women in my Mm -hmm. situation with far less resources or even far more resources that deal with literal like chemical and and hormonal changes that are so uncontrollable for them that create, um, you know, waves of depression and isolation and certain things that then need further help. So I feel like for new moms Older moms, um, thinking about moms, non-moms, there's just this level of, like, compassion that we need um, to understand, one, to ourselves. It's like someone told me once, they were like, crying is not criticism, it's communication. And that little gem was, like, mm. so helpful because, again, it all goes back to that, like, mom guilt becomes so Oh, it's just like visceral. Like I even feel guilty talking about it. And then the other piece of the like you you're not going to judge me for being hammered in the shower. Like the judgment around parenting sometimes is intense. It's like I thought I experienced it being a, a pet owner with my dogs and how people would judge like what I fed them and how they were trained and how they did or didn't listen. With parenting, it's absurd the things people say to you and the things that they say to now this this young little kid about her size and how cute she is. And I, that's a whole other episode. But just um, Lindsay said it really well, and we'll be out there with her this weekend, but just this idea of nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. So everybody's just trying to do their best. And so anytime we're coming from a place of judgment, we're just, it's like, you're wasting your time and everybody else's. And so I try to focus on that when I'm like judging myself. So I'm like, all right, I need to let this go, which does bring me back to how the things I've feel like I've lost a little in my identity of actually like kind of woven through this process to help me. So like my practice, which is very important to me, and I've been teaching yoga and practicing yoga for two decades, is there elements of that in my breath work and my meditation and my physical asanas that have literally helped keep me completely sane and happy through all of these ups and downs because I can sit and like do the work, even if it's in, you know, a five to 50 minute window in my house, you know, on an unvacuumed rug, because it's just all I have. And so some of that translates. So I think when you, if it doesn't look like you thought it was going to, like I like driving to the studio and getting my latte coffee bar and like going into wonderlust. that's lovely, right? Those now have become more like retreat type moments, which I do when you're asking like how I work to create that is I try to create that space and I ask for it if it's not there and I need it and I like make it happen. And that's been hard for me. That's kind of been new, I'd say in the last like six to eight months is I'll find myself feeling, like, a little – you can kind of see, like, the bags under the eyes start to, like – they're just really dark and purple and, you know, and there's – I don't even have children, and I you know. should see the bags uh, under
1: my eyes right now. It's
0: So you see that's – you just, like, look for those difficult. signs, and I'm like, okay, this is a signal to, like, <laughs> call a friend and ask for dinner. Oh, here's another thing that happens is you get invited to stuff less and you get asked to do stuff less because you've had to say no a good amount, and people also be like, oh, well, she's got a kid now. And so I also sometimes just show up. Well, that's really smart. I mean, that's a thing.
1: I'll tell you, that's a thing that happens to me too because of my work schedule, both because of my work schedule, but also sort of alternatively um, to what you're saying, because I don't have kids, I won't get invited to things Mm. when it's all the women who have kids getting together. And that was probably one of the biggest shifts In my personal life that I noticed is that when everyone else chose to have children and I didn't, I was essentially removed from the friend group because all of the friend um, interactions like happened around play play dates and after school and Mm. things that really revolved around kids. So I stopped hanging out with a lot of people because I didn't have kids. But you do, you know, I've found myself quite a bit telling people just keep inviting me like just keep inviting me someday I will say yes like when I when I have the capacity to say yes I will do that and I I, it's interesting that's interesting to me because it's like people forget that everybody has different capacity at different times so that goes into that judgment piece that you were talking about you know that like how how people judge just like let people be if they got things going on let it let it happen Mm -hmm. but I don't know I think that's good that you just show up for shit, like crash parties type showing up for things or like you get invited and you choose to go?
0: Um, a little bit of both, a little bit of both. And then other things kind of just happen like naturally, like I'll happen to run into someone and they'll be like, oh my God, like my 40th dinner is like this week you should come. Oh cool. It starts at five 30. Yeah. I'll probably be rolling in about six forty-five with a nice gift for you. I'll have like a glass of wine, maybe a nosh and I'll go. Like I just sometimes have to do it on my own terms. You know, I actually saw, so I stopped by the clubhouse and I saw Lauren and, um, I had been up in Truckee like at the swimming center doing some stuff with Mike up there. And she kind of gave me this little pause of like, wait, you didn't let me know. And then we had this total quick, like almost non verbal little snippets of like, Oh you wait, that's right. Like you can't always plan with kids, right? You can't, like, I could say I could be there at five 30, but something could happen. And I like to like, to me, there's no reason that I'm going to like, literally like, you know, arm wrestle Micah into the car seat and have her screaming. So I can be like on time for something that may or may not be like earth shattering. And so I'm like, all right, if we make plans to do something and like something else comes up, I mean, it's really hard when this adorable little babe that you like basically worship is like, mommy, stay home and play with me. And I'm like, all right, that's like what else am I going to do with my day? That's like the best thing I want to do. Meanwhile, I'm like, "Oh, I've got all these activities planned. We're going to go see three friends and then we're doing this." I'm like, "You know what? We're going to do nothing. We're staying in our pajamas all day and eat popcorn."
1: Right. Well, and to give to give our listeners a little bit of context, when you say the Clubhouse, you mean the Coalition Clubhouse, which is our retail store in Truckee. And Sorry, when you Jen. mentioned Lauren, <laughs> no, that's- well, not everybody like knows our lives as intimately as like you and I know each other, which is probably a really good, good, good thing. But Lauren, so the clubhouse is a Coalition Clubhouse in Truckee. Lauren is our creative director who also has a, a daughter. And, uh, you know, Lauren navigates a lot of... Um, I would say challenges is being a mom because her husband is a wildland firefighter and he is gone a lot. So, so Lauren ends up playing the role of a single mom quite a bit. And because she's my work wife, um, I have a like pretty intimate look into what that's like. And it's, it's not easy. And she, you know, I'll say like probably one of the biggest things For Lauren is, um, you know, similar to you. How the things that she used to do for herself, whether it be like yoga or skiing or going to the coffee shop and having like anything that she would do for herself, that's what doesn't get done anymore. And that's perhaps one of the 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 greatest lessons or or the thing you know the thing to like really think about. And and you said it is like how do you continue to carve out that time that's just for you that makes you feel like you because that that seems to be what goes away when you have a kid. And and I mean it would be interesting if we talked to more men about this, but I I would I would put some money on men do not feel this way because they get to do shit for themselves all the time even when they have mm-hmm.
0: kids. Yeah, and I would say I Have a similar experience with Lauren, not as much since Mike has been born. But, you know, Brennan, as a mountain guide for the last decade plus, has been out of the country a lot and abroad a lot. And he's made some great changes, both for himself and for us as like our little tripod, as we kind of call ourselves sometimes, so he can be around more because he wants to for her and for me, and and it's just this time in her life where things change so quickly. And then there's also been that identity for him, which we actually talk about together, which is also really helpful, is like letting your partner in, letting them hear it even, and I'm kind of new with this, where it's like not to problem solve, right? Just to have it like to get it out and get it off your chest because it's not actually either of yours fault, but it's like very important to acknowledge because you'll be in this fog where you're kind of like, why, is, why are things kind of feeling a little off right now? And then you might like catalog a week and you're like, oh, I didn't – like the other day, it was – was yesterday? I don't know what day it is. It was Monday. I went for like a five-mile run only because I just wanted to get outside, get my heart rate up, and just go be outside by myself. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those pieces. And that's not something I necessarily like do for fun. No, um, I've been known to run a little awful. Oh, the worst. Oh yeah. I paid ugh. for it yesterday. I was like, Oh, I'm going to sit and sit with my different table groups and talk about migration streams that we're learning about in geography. But, but no, just those little pieces. But I will say there's a very, my, my good girlfriend, we went to, um, middle school and high school together. She has a son uh, a little bit older than Micah, but we've talked about that before with our partners, a simple thing of like, they might just make plans, right. Or they just like take an extra work meeting or they're like, Oh, I'm just, they don't, Necessarily in the home, right? They might just like hop in the shower. And I'm like, if I had to do that, I have to like orchestrate what's happening with Micah if I'm going to do that. Is she sitting next to the shower so I can talk to her so I can take a shower? Did she nap? Like, how is she totally taken care of so then I can do something for myself? I will say for new moms, I had dinner with one on Friday. I was like, listen, you need to like shit and shower every day when that baby comes. And like, that's like the minimal like checklist for you. And you will like make it through. The first little bit, like those, are some good sound words for mommies out there. I
1: Shit like that. and shower Shit every day. And shower.
0: Shit we can put that on a shower. shirt. It's good. I mean, now and and yeah. actually, and, you know, getting outside kind of depends on when your kid's born or what what's going on. I was lucky; I had a spring baby, so we were able. I was able to walk and be outside with her. But just those, like those basic needs for the for the mama, is important. Absolutely. Yeah, and I. You know, and I hope when when Mike and I listen to this together someday, we can kind of laugh about it because it's the hardest thing I've ever done. And when people say that or people would say that to me, I'd be like, okay, I think I can get it because it's like there's hard work out there. It's just those, again, the tugs we've been talking about. And then I think, I mean, God, this even just feels like cathartic talking to you talking with you today. Cause I feel like if other women hear some of this, and again, my piece is like knowing that I'm not alone in some of this, these, some of these Instagram handles that I look at and I love, it's not my style to like kind of write a whole bunch of narrative on Instagram and post a lot about me as a mom. You know, I kind of still keep that as like skier and kind of West shore gal and things like that. But the vibe around like the mom guilt and this one, it's like, you might not, you're not a bad mom. You're just having like a bad moment. Like some of these little mantras that I'm like, thank you stranger out there in the interwebs. Like I needed that right now because I was feeling like absolute shit <laughs> and now I get it. Like I'm actually a fucking awesome mom and I'm doing like the best I can every single day. But what I did yesterday was like not that good, but it's cool. Right. Like we'll move forward, you know, and not like loathing in that place either. Cause that's not helpful.
1: Yeah. And, and such is life, right? Like everybody has those moments where you have to remind yourself, like, I'm, I'm not as shitty as Instagram makes me feel, or as people tell me, or as I, you know, all the things, um, (laughs) Jillian, this has been, I just want to say like one of the things that I love so much about our friendship and about being able to do this podcast is that we get to have conversations like this and, um, you know, when we started Juicy Bits, we were really clear that we wanted to have a podcast that wasn't really about skiing or snow sports, um, but was more about these issues um, that that we all all face. And, and sometimes these conversations look like you and I just talking about our personal lives. Sometimes we bring in guests to the podcast who can share their own experiences that are really different from ours. But I just uh, I think these conversations are important, and I want to thank you for being willing to be open and transparent about something that's so personal, like motherhood. So thank you
0: yeah. for that. You are <laughs> welcome, my friend.
1: You're welcome. Thank you. And for all of our listeners, we would love to know what you think about this. Are you a mom? Are you planning to be a mom? Um, are you a, a dad? Do you struggle with any issues around identity and we would just love to hear hear from you so make sure that you send us your comments at juicybits at coalition snow.com um, or you can just send us a dm through instagram we're at coalition snow and we are excited um, to have you share your thoughts with us thanks everyone
0: and in the meantime get to work shred the patriarchy motherfuckers Till next time Mouse cradle, mouse cradle. You can use those teeth. Of-